Yeah, I, I knew about it, Lee. What what you know? That basically, um, it's basically the three angels' message, and that we were we we are charged with giving the message of truth throughout the world. You know, I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel, and um, that God's power and His Holy Spirit would attend that message going out to the world, and that the 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 the, the deciding truth for this time is going to be the Sabbath question. Okay. Anybody else heard anything about the loud cry? Well, I always associated it with. Uh, basically what Karen was saying and the um, ushering in of the uh, Sunday laws and um, the various uh, plagues that will come about. Okay. Now, I had heard about the loud cry in high school. We had a person at our church who would always speak about prophecy, but I never was really in a frame of mind to even think too much about it. I just knew that it was some kind of message to the last world. So, you know, and, and then as we tend to do, we have our own ideas of what it means until we actually study God's word and find out what it truly means. So if you look at the subtitle, it says God has jewels in all churches. God has jewels in all churches. It's not for us to make sweeping denunciation of professed religious world. How do you feel about that comment? When you read that God has jewels in all other in other churches, how did you feel? Well, I mean, given the, the association, like you said, from previous uh, hearings and things that we had studied, maybe studied or heard, it didn't hit me uh, that hard. I, you know, the Bible says many... There are many that he have that are not of this flock yet, but they too he shall call and they shall come. Um, but further down in this lesson, I'm sure you'll get to it, is what hit me the most. But that particular statement didn't hit me until I read down further into this here chapter. Then it hit Would me. You? I don't want to go into that before you get there. <laughs> okay. You can if you want, but we'll we'll ask anyone else. How did that particular statement make you feel? Any kind of way? <clears throat> had you ever wondered to yourself, well, if God has people in other churches, what's wrong with me belonging to one of those other churches? Mm. You could go to church on Sunday like everybody else and, and run around all day Saturday. But, the, but, but he's calling them out of those churches, and that's the third angel's message is to come out of those <laughs> churches. So it's not to be a part of those churches. It is to come out of them. Excellent point. Mm -hmm. Anyone else? Percy? Well, I guess... Look at the, uh, go ahead. <laughs> I guess um, I'll touch a little bit on, on why that particular statement was affecting me. Um, again, like I said, knowing... And even what Karen just said, you know, the purpose of it is for them to come out of it. But what I didn't realize as a part of them coming out and coming in is the, the impact, the actual real impact uh, that it would have 
on those who are in this uh, this message right now uh, in that th- there was a particular statement, and I don't remember exactly how it read just yet because it, it was a while, it was a little bit further down, but it, it gave the the indication that those who would be coming out of the other churches into this this precious religious uh, well this precious message um, they would come in in such a mass uh, that they, it, it almost seems as if though they would overpopulate those who were in in other words there would be more falling out than those who would actually come in and it was that that kind of hit me it's like wow. Hmm. Okay. If you look at that second paragraph, it talks a little bit about people in other churches. So if you were thinking, well, I could have just been going to this Sunday church with all my friends and family and not been ostracized and could have went shopping on Saturday and done everything else I wanted to do like everybody else is doing. But as Karen pointed out, God's calling people out of those churches not into it, mm-hmm. where would you be if God gave light to you about seven-day Sabbath and keeping his commandments and you ignored it and said, I'm just going to go to those other churches because later on, God's going to call people out of them. How do you think that would fly? Well, that wouldn't work um, because the conviction, if you know, well, the Bible says this, to who him or he or she, who knows to do, know to do right uh, and do it and not, that's sin. And so you, what you're saying is, well, I'll just go and sin until it's time to come into the truth, until I see other people coming in, then I'm going to come in. Well, God requires of you what he requires of you. And maybe he, he just haven't required that of that person yet. Mm-hmm. In fact, in other words, I think right there in that sentence, it says, um, let's see, for these last days presented to them under circumstances that brought conviction to heart and mind. So people have to have some form of conviction um, that what they're doing is wrong and, and what you're proposing is right. So they have to be convicted and only the Holy Spirit can bring conviction. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and it, it takes to the, I'm sorry. And it takes to the statement too, that it says that uh, he winks at ignorance, you know, but, mm-hmm. and it's interesting because even this here statement, as Lakita was alluding to, it says they, these persons have not, had the special testing truths for these last days presented to them, it, which leads me to ask the question, because we know that this gospel shall be preached into all the world for a witness, and then shall the end come. So what, I guess my question is, is what special testing truths have they not been uh, associated with or had the opportunity to receive? I think we're going to get to that think, a little bit. You know, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> you know what, Percy, if we put the whole sentence together, because you read the first part, I read the second part, but it says these persons mm-hmm. have not had the special testing truth for these last days presented to them under circumstances that brought conviction to heart and mind. It was presented to them, for, but for whatever reason, they weren't. it didn't bring about conviction at that time. So now it'll be brought about under circumstances that bring about conviction to the heart and mind. And I, and I guess if there's a, a big, um, a big um, conflict in the world about the Sabbath, you know, the question of the Sabbath, is it right or wrong? Or we want to make Sunday uh, blue law mandatory. If, if that's 
out there, then people probably will start studying. They've heard about it, but now it's important that they look at it and, and figure it out. Maybe that's what's going to happen. Hmm. And also, hmm. it mentions to us, too, that these people have not severed their connection with God. So God knows when mm -hmm. uh, you've severed that connection, when he has given you light and you have rejected it. He knows that you have rejected it. Uh, we can't tell when a person has rejected light. What did you say? Yeah, that's the person. Okay. Hi, Almia. So uh, also when you read this chapter, it mentions to us that there are a lot of good people who are in other churches. And that God is going mm -hmm. to call them out of those churches, out of Babylon, the confusion that some churches have in uh, in misappropriating God's word and misleading people into what God's word says. And he calls them out of those churches. So it's very interesting to say on page 198, it says uh, that paragraph, notwithstanding the spiritual darkness and alienation, from God that exists in the churches, which constitute Babylon, says the great body of Christ's true followers are still to be found in that group. So when, when the loud cry goes out and God's true people come out of those churches, it's going to be a large bunch of people coming out of those churches. Even now, the Seventh-day Adventist church is around 20 million members. But when you compare 20 million to all the other denominations, we're a small number of people. But there's going to be a lot of people coming out of those churches, which is, again, why we never want to give up evangelizing, witnessing, studying, praying for, and teaching all of our family, friends, and loved ones. Because when that, if you've been doing your work, um, fertilizing the seed, watering the seed, et cetera, through your testimony as a Christian, then when the Holy Spirit comes for the harvest, those people will be ready at that time. Uh, as Lakita mentioned, when the circumstances and the time uh, come together. So never give up praying and witnessing to people because there come a time where we, I think we'll all be surprised with how many people seemingly all of a sudden start accepting God's word of truth. Uh, many of us have been out there on the battlefield, so to speak, for many years. And when we see a lot of people coming, we're allowed to be thinking, you know, when we were out there hitting the streets, it didn't seem like many people cared or many people wanted to come in. But this is a special time, as we talked about the last day's events, um, the latter rain, the loud cry, which is empowered by the Holy Spirit's power like never before is going to cause that conviction and many people will give their lives over to Christ finally. So this is my question. Mm -hmm. What is our part in the loud cry? In each individually. Each individual. What is each of our individual responsibilities in the loud cry, Karen's asking? Well, Karen, I might not. Um, I want to ask this question too, but I am going to answer yours. I want to ask um, if anybody knows. Is the loud cry going to be given after we have received the latter rain so that we can go out and proclaim it more convincingly? So I think that um, that's going to be our part is to proclaim the um, message of God, the second, the second coming of Christ and um, instructing people and talking about the Sabbath, just witnessing 
with the power of the Holy Spirit more fully. That's going to be our responsibility, I believe. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that, whether it's going to come, whether it's before or after the latter rain. Yeah, that's, well, that's a good question said, because as we read a little more. Go ahead, person. Yeah, I was thinking that that's a good question, but uh, you would think that at that at the loud cry, we would already be uh, pretty much uh, in that that mode. Um, so I don't I don't know that answer either, but. I do agree with Lakita. Our part in that would de uh, definitely be to continue spreading this gospel, but even with greater uh, uh, urgency. Well, Let here's me, sort of. I, a, I do have a comment now that I'm thinking about it. Um, mm -hmm. Wait a minute. Um, it, it's almost like um, that the um, latter rain has to come after the loud cry because we know that the latter rain is what actually finishes the work of preparing people to meet the bridegroom. So it can't come before the loud cry because there's people coming in with the loud cry. So it has to come after. Um, okay. The latter rain has to come after because it's fitting people because, because the former rain basically is what's gonna bring them in. And the latter rain is what's gonna perfect us so that the, when the bridegroom opens the door, we're ready to go in. Uh, I think I think during um I think in other in other other um passages when we when we go down in the chapter um Sister White was saying that um the, the Lord cry probably will commence during the during the during the during the time when the when the when the beast is being formed. And um but she's saying that the beast is not formed as yet. You know, the system is not formed as yet, but during that time, uh, when it is formed, then um, at that time, you know, the, the Lord cry will be made so that people will be given the opportunity to, to make that decision as regarding the, the fullness of the truth and what it really is. And so she's saying that during that time um, to help to push the gospel, that the, 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 the latter rain will be poured out in such a measure that um, it will be, it will it will be mind blowing, you know, because it's gonna cause so much people to to to, to really see the truth and see what it really is. Mills reading from uh, page one ninety eight, the 198. second or third paragraph, and it says, uh, "Not yet, however, can it be mm -hmm. said the part about making okay. all nations drink of the wine of the wrath." of her fornication because she has not yet made all nations do this, not until this condition shall be reached and the union of the church with the world shall be fully accomplished throughout Christendom will the fall of Babylon be complete. The change is progressive. So it's gonna be progressive that the, the church and the world start uniting and coming together. And then it says, when do her sins reach heaven? When the mm -hmm. law of God is finally made void by legislation. So when it becomes legislation, a law uh, for people to keep Sunday and not Sabbath, that's when Babylon's cup will be full. And that will, that will also then usher in the latter rain period that gives power to the third angel's message. It's kind of mm -hmm. like they're together. The latter rain comes to give power to 
the loud cry mm -hmm. and also to soften the hearts of people so that when they hear it, then they will accept Christ as the Lord and Savior. It, it also says that this message, the last, the uh, third, three angels, third angels message, uh, the three angels match the Revelation 14, 6 through 12, and the loud cry. This message is the last one that will ever be given to the world. So there's no more warnings after that. It'll be, it'll be done and over with because Babylon has filled up her cup. And the sins of Babylon will be laid open. Thousands upon thousands who listen, who have, will listen rather, who have never heard words like these with so much power given by the Holy Spirit's latter rain. And as was mentioned, right. our job as Christians will be the same as it is now. Keep telling about Christ. Keep spreading the gospel. Keep uh, pointing people to Jesus as our Lord and Savior. It will come with more power because of the latter rain, but the message is still going to be the same. God is the creator. Come out of Babylon. Don't receive the mark of the beast in your hand or forehead. And it says First, that it would have the same magnitude or greater than that of 1844. And when I think of that, I'm, I mean, wow, that, 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 at that point, they were selling their homes and everything. They were looking to go to heaven right then. So just the thought of such a, a movement, I, I, wow. <laughs> yeah. It says on, on 200, um, <clears throat> the last message of mercy be given to the world is a revelation of God's character of love. The children of God, that's us, all who believe in God, are to manifest his glory in, the, in our own lives and character. We are to reveal what the grace of God has done for us. Mm -hmm. And as we study in our Sabbath school lesson, best witness we can give is a personal witness, a personal testimony of how God's grace has changed our lives. Um, 201, it kind of hits on what Lakita and uh, Karen and Percy, everyone was asking about the message will go with great power. As the third, as the third message swells to a loud cry, and as power and glory attend the closing work, the faithful people of God take part in that glory. It is the latter rain which revives and strengthens them to pass through the time of trouble. The message of Revelation 14, 9 through 12 embraces the two preceding messages represented as being given with a loud voice that is with the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's why it's called the loud cry because of the power attending mm -hmm. that warning message. Mm -hmm. Any comments on that part? And Percy hit on where it says like the 1844 movement um, does it seem like we have that type of power now? No, not right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you say no, Mill? <laughs> I mean, when you, when you look at it, you know, um, not that there is not that there aren't evidence of God's power in our life and in other others' life, but um, to to the measure and the magnitude that it was back then, it is not seen at the moment presently but um as she said you know as it comes as as time winds down and we we come closer to that time then then we will see 
the evidence of it, you know, in, in such a magnitude, as I said before, it's just, you know, um, it, it, she said it's going to be greater than the, um, it's going to be greater than 1844 and, um, and mm -hmm. the farmer in is going to be greater than that. Right. That's over on uh, 202 and 203 in our book. Yeah. Again, talking also about like, the power that attends it. Yeah, ahead, and also it, it, it says that this message is going to be so powerful that it won't be a whispered tone. It's going to be heard across the, the globe. I mean, everybody's going to know what's going on. And so that that's... <laughs> I mean, you turn on the TV and, of course, you hear coronavirus. Well, now you turn on the TV, oh, man, we got Sunday Blue Law and this, that, and the other, and we got this movement. I mean, it's going to be that. I can envision it being that type of magnitude or greater. Mm. Yeah, it says miracles to be wrought, the sick healed, signs and wonders, manifestation of the power of God, and uh, even as was manifested before the day of Pentecost. So it's going to be an amazing outpouring of God's Holy Spirit that we would actually see signs and wonders as God had told us and that we would be uh, out doing his work so the Holy Spirit can touch people's hearts. And also the Holy Spirit's power will be uh, coming into people's hearts that they will accept Christ as Lord and Savior. As we always say, it's not the matter, it's not necessarily the preaching or the preacher or the the people evangelizing, but it's the Holy Spirit that does the converting and the convicting. And when that power mm -hmm. is poured out, that's where all the thousands upon thousands of people who have never given their life to Christ will suddenly come in to the fold of Jesus Christ. It's, it's going to be amazing, I think, as Percy was saying, like you can't even imagine what we have right now uh, we have a measure of the spirit, but there's going to be a greater measure poured out during the latter rain. So uh, as Karen had, uh, Lakita asked, what should we be doing now? We should be praying for that Holy Spirit power to be poured out on us. We read, er mm -hmm. we read earlier in Sabbath school, there are some things God doesn't grant unless you pray and ask for them. One of the things we need to pray and ask for is his Holy Spirit. And he has promised us if you pray for his Holy Spirit, he'll give it to us. And we know mm -hmm. that we're going to need that type of power, you know, to evangelize as a time of trouble comes upon us and things get tougher and harder to do. You're going to need courage. You're going to need strength. You're going to need endurance. You're going to need hope. You're going to need that Holy Spirit power uh, in order so that you won't be paralyzed by everything that's going on around us. So we need to be praying for Holy Spirit power right now that the latter rain doesn't pass over us. Here's a, uh, in the paragraph under like the day of Pentecost, the second para paragraph, it says, in visions of the night, representations passed before me of a great reformatory movement among God's people. Many were praising God, the sick were healed, and other miracles were, were wrought. A spirit of intercession was seen even as was manifested before the great day of Pentecost. So I have a question she's talking about among God's people. Is, is she talking about the um, Seventh-day Adventist people or is she talking about Christian world in general? That's the first question. And then I wanted to point out where she <coughs> says, a spirit of intercession was seen. And our, our Sabbath school lesson is on 
uh, intercessory prayer this week. That's what it was on this past week, which was really good. So I, I just thought that I would point that out that uh, the spirit of intercession and, and um, other words, praying for other people uh, was seen. Uh, where's that? Where's that? What section is that? 202, okay. 202. last paragraph. Yeah, the last paragraph on the page. Okay. It's, um, so the question I had was, is she talking about Christian world, meaning, you know, just in general, or is she talking about the last church in terms of the Seventh-day Adventist church? I think she's actually talking about both, Lakita. Uh, the statement says, in, in vision of the night, representation passed before me of a great reformatory, meaning that those who are not yet possibly part of this movement, this reformatory is now hitting home with them. As you, were, as you alluded to the lesson, the Sabbath school lesson, they said that the disciples, they had to pray uh, before this thing happened. They had this intercessory prayer. And when they did that, then Pentecost was manifest as a result of it. And so the people came. So I think it's twofold, just as it was back then. Okay. Anyone thanks. else comment? Which okay. paragraph? Which paragraph are we on? Two o two, the one, two, three, fourth paragraph in the visions of the night. Okay. She's asking who are God's people that's being referred to. Okay. And also, Lakita pointed out about the spirit of intercession, which we've been studying in Sabbath school. Okay. Yeah, I would, ha I would have to agree that it, that, that it includes the, the now existing members, but also those that he's going to call in, those that, that, um, that are of other sheep of other fold. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would, I would say in, in regards to the intercession aspect of it that um, she, she, refer, she refers back to the, um, the former rain, how the disciples were in intercession before the, the outpouring of the um, former rain. And she's saying that um, it, um, as, it, as it comes down to the, the latter rain that, that um, us as believers need to, she, we, need to, we need to have that intercession uh, with God. Um, in, in humility and confession of sin um, so that God will pour out his spirit and earth, so that we will be um, so that we will be um, fully used by him during that time. Mm -hmm. Okay. I agree and I think also that God has because <laughs> he has people, sheep of other fold, there are some people that are praying like nobody's business in some of these other churches they are seeing the signs that the bible foretells um they are seeing the cloak of darkness and deception that the enemy is pulling over the world and they are praying and they are interceding for god's people they don't know them by name we don't know all of them we don't know everybody by name god knows them all by name and Amen. they are praying for god's people to be delivered now, what I noticed, too, it says reformatory movement among God's people. God has people everywhere. God right. had people mm -hmm. long before Seventh-day Adventists were ever even thought of. And right. also, mm -hmm. uh, when you think about math, sets, and subsets, all Seventh-day Adventists are God's people, hopefully. <laughs> but mm -hmm. 
but not all God's people are Seventh-day Adventists. So in mm -hmm. a way, when you say That's God's true. people, you're talking about anyone who confesses a love for God and a love for his son, Jesus Christ. Could be anybody mm -hmm. anywhere. And as we just read, a lot of God's people will come at the last call. They're not mm -hmm. in the church. They're going to take the place of those who fall out during the shaking period. Uh, when God's, when the spirit does fall upon people, is it just going to fall upon the ministers and the people who went to Oakwood? <laughs> no. no. Who's it going to fall on? It's going to fall on those who are um, pre prepared to receive it. And um, I believe those who are, are praying for the Holy Spirit, you know, studying and truly desiring their heart to be saved, that's who's going to fall on. Okay. Uh, what about those people who are going out to to give the loud cry? Who are those people going to be? Are those pastors and elders only? No, that's anybody. Yeah, no, that's not pastors. Well, only. you know, that's us. Yeah, you know, she talks about not in this particular uh, reading, but she talks about that in the last days it won't be them necessarily leading the way, but it will be the lay people leading the way meaning everybody uh, who has this, 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 this uh, falling on them will be pressing forward to give it. So any and everybody can, can uh, receive it. Okay. Omeo, who do you think is going to be giving the loud cry? It is, uh, it, it, it is for those who, 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 who avail themselves to be used by God. Um, it is not only for pastors and elders, as I said, it is for those who avail themselves, those who, who sacrifice their, their time and efforts to, to study God's word and to ask for his spirit to, to lead them and to guide them in humility to his words. Um, those are the ones who he will be used um, at that time to do his work. Good point. Those who avail themselves of God's spirit and we're not to use the Holy Spirit, he's to use us. So as we open our hearts to do God's will, then whoever so will, the Bible says, let him come. And whoever so will goes out telling others about Christ's soon return. Not that the ministers and people with degrees, they got a talent and a skill that God uses and has used. But God, uh, he's a God of ordinary people. He used the fishermen and the tax collectors, and he can use each and every one of us as well is to show that the power is not in man. The power is in God. Yeah. So it doesn't matter who God uses. If his power is with that person, the results will come. And it doesn't matter if we might have uh, three or four degrees, have been in the church 50 years, have spoken around the world. It's only God's power that makes a difference in people's hearts. So yeah. when, when the time comes and the Holy Spirit falls upon people, you never know who's going to be out giving that last uh, warning to the world. Have you ever read the quote, great lights should go out? No. We can't look to the leaders and ministers to do what God's telling us to do. Go ahead, person. Mm -hmm. And she also said in um, paragraph 203.3, says God will employ agencies that will surprise even us. So mm -hmm. we, you know, at the bottom of that, she says the workers will be surprised by the simple means 
that he will use to bring about the perfect, bring about and perfect his work uh, of righteousness. So, I mean, I, I agree with Emil, uh, those who avail themselves, but the magnitude of who or what is being used will, will stun even us. You know what that brings to mind to me? That we don't need to be worried about who is leading this country or who the world leaders are. God is still going to do what he's going to do, period. Yeah, don't let That's the true. rocks cry out. <laughs> right. Yeah. Even uh, illiterate or unqualified according to mankind says uh, an ordinary mind trained to obey, thus saith the Lord, is better qualified for God's work than those who have capabilities but, but did not employ them rightly. So mm. that was a good point, yeah. Percy. God can use rocks to call out. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't need anyone trained and uh, skillful in the ways of man. Just need, <clears throat> needs a willing heart. <clears throat> Even children, it says on 206. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Even children be proclaiming the word. A little child should lead them, right? The thing is, when divine power is combined with human effort, that's when the work spreads like fire. And Karen mentioned we shouldn't worry about who's in office. Look at, uh, go over to page 209. <coughs> 209, kings, legislators, councils, hear the message. Mm. The time shall be, time will come when we shall be brought before councils and before thousands for his name's sake, and each one will have to give the reason of his faith. Then will come severest criticism upon every position that has been taken for the truth. We need then to study the word of God that we may know why we believe the doctrines we advocate. Mm -hmm. So you never know if you're going to be called to witness, you know, in the courts or in front of anybody. But even now, we should have a reason why we believe what we believe. Yeah. We don't want to have blind faith without having a reason for why we believe. It says those who have only mm -hmm. superficial understanding of truth will not be able to clearly expound the scriptures and give definite reasons for their faith. Let no one imagine that he has no need to study because he's not to preach in the sacred desk or you know, behind the pulpit, you don't know mm -hmm. what God may require of you. So how should we be realizing that statement? What should we do? Just as Pastor Hunter used to always say, know what you believe and know why you believe what you believe. In other words, study, pray, fast. Hmm. Know what you believe and know why you believe. If we get called in before courts and councils, that's the time to study, right? No, you better be doing it now. <laughs> you might have to have a pop quiz, a quick all-night study session. When should we be studying? Now. Why? I can wait. We're studying now. because No, we can't wait because God will only bring out what we've put in. But he'll take that thing he refined with the Holy Spirit so that it is what needs to be said the way it needs to be said it said. Hmm. You know, also, if, if you're studying now, it's just like going to school when you're studying 
and you're actually putting it into practice, it, it, it avails itself, it strengthens itself. So the more that you do it, the more you become familiar with it. And, and then it becomes at a point where there's no uh, pushing you away from it. Um, even in my, I, I'm going into this new phase of work now, and we did all this study on the computer for the, uh, uh, for the uh, applications that we're looking at, but they're just applications until we actually start putting those things to actual usage. And so we started putting them to usage a little bit this week, and it's like, oh, my goodness, we thought we knew what we knew, but we're finding out the reality is, is we got to study even more and, and continue to uh, use that process to go forward. Same thing happens with the Word of God. You can study the Word of God and think you know it, but until you've actually put it to use and experienced it, it is of no avail to you. But if we do it, start now and continue to move forward, it's going to become even greater and greater uh, uh, of weaponry for us. Hmm. If you look over on the bottom of 209, doesn't it sound kind of strange that it says many Adventists brace themselves against the light? Hmm. That's the statement I was talking about. <laughs> yeah. Does that make any sense? What, what were you going to say about that, Percy? Well, it, 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 to me, that, that well, I guess we just answered it and why we need to be studying now, because <laughs> when I first read that, I was like, what? What does that mean? Does that mean I've been in the church all this time and I'm just going to be lost? Or, or what is it telling me? But we just answered that for me in regards to that question. Uh, if I'm not availing myself and if I'm not studying, then this thing will actually, I will fall prey to it. Hmm. Those who have not humbled themselves before the Lord. Again, we talked about mm -hmm. humility in Sabbath school. Humility have to come first so that the Holy Spirit can speak to us. And if we have not opened our hearts uh, by confession and repentance, then he can't get through to us. So we have to be very careful not to get egotistical, not to think we know it all, not as Paul says, to think that I have attained, obtained, but we have to recognize our need of, of God and of his Holy Spirit, starting with humility of heart and opening our heart and mind to his Holy Spirit's presence. You know, but I think, um, I believe that, you know, I believe that people operate or behave in patterns. And the bottom line is, it's not just that the um, doing the last, the loud cry that people brace themselves against, against the truth, people against light, people are doing that already. I mean, I can remember sitting up under people in the churches and they're like, um, you know, God gave me the victory over vegetarianism. You know, that's foolishness. You know, in other words, God gave you the victory over a, a healthy life or healthy living. So there are people are bracing themselves already. And so we have to examine ourselves because people are bracing themselves already against truth and light that they have that's being presented before them rather than making changes in their lives to live uh, more closely and walk more closely with God. Mm. You know, and that's and everything that, that you they bring that see, out. They look at it like uh, big boulders. So everything looks dangerous to them. So they, 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 they walk in fear and not in faith. The Bible says God did not give us the spirit of fear of love, power, and a sign mind, mind, 
So like the the um, the, the the ten spies came back and said, mm -hmm. "Oh, we can't take the land. Those people." We look like grasshoppers compared to them. Mm -hmm. Caleb and Joshua was saying, let's take the city right now. So, you know, mm -hmm. you have not relied in, uh, on and have a faith walk with God. You're going to have, you're going to be walking in fear all the time. You, you're going to be paralyzed in fear. Mm. True. Yeah, and I was That's thinking, true. Paul, I was thinking, Paul, with that being said, you know, we always talk about, uh, they have a form of godliness, mm -hmm. you know, so they have not really attested to the true word of God. Uh, she was talking about how back in Noah's days, even when the word came and he began to preach, all of them began to turn against him because they just simply really had a form of godliness. They never were really uh, spiritually inclined. And so that's saying we have to, like you said, we have to be very careful and guard ourselves against those avenues. Mm hmm. Amen. Yeah. Uh, what, what I find interesting was uh, when she said that, you know, be, in regard to those who brace themselves against, against the Lord, she said, because the Lord does not work according to their own ideas and expectations, mm -hmm. they will oppose the work. Why? They say, they say, should we not know the Spirit of God when we have been in the work so many years? So, so it's like, they have been in the, in the church for so many years and, you know, because God didn't work according to their ways and their expectation, you know, they, they felt like what, what was going on, what is going to take place is not the light, it's not the truth. And so that's why they brace themselves against it. And that, that, that's just too funny because um, if you look at it, if you look at it, even now, you know, you'll find that there, there are people among in the church who have been there for years, years and years, and, you know, the blessings have been passed. People have been blessed. People have been blessed uh, miraculously, financially, what, you know, in many ways. But there's yet still there's a person there who, who cannot testify that, hey, God has been good to me. That's true. One of the things I noticed um, when teaching uh, new believer classes or whatever, there's a lot of people who have been in church quite a while, but they don't know what they believe. Like you were saying, Percy, they don't know what they believe or why they believe. Mm -hmm. They're just coming like robots or like zombies, just out of habit, just coming, coming, but not really learning, not drawing closer to the Lord, not understanding God any more today than they did yesterday. We have to be uh, extremely careful that we don't fall into the trap that the Pharisees did. We expect God to come like this, and when he doesn't, then we miss out. You know, it's, uh, I remember this uh, <clears throat> little joke or story about a person who was praying for God to rescue him from a flood. And uh, the person was praying, God, help me get out of this flood. And a guy came by in a boat to get him, and they said, no, I'm waiting for God to rescue me. And then they stayed there in the flood, and here comes another boat. And they said, no, I'm waiting on God to rescue me. You can go on. Then a helicopter came to get him off the roof of the house. And they said, no, nah, God's going to save me. Y'all can go ahead. Finally, the person died and went to heaven and said, Lord, how come you didn't rescue me? You said you was going to rescue me. And he said, I sent two boats and a helicopter. <laughs> person wasn't looking for that. They had in their mind what they were already expecting. And we don't want to fall into that trap thinking, 
the latter rain is going to come like this and the Holy Spirit is going to do like this and people are going to act this way and the pastors and the lay people don't get it stuck in your mind how it's going to play out because nobody knows. Truthfully, God gives us a little bit of information about the time is growing short, but he doesn't tell us exactly every step that he's going to make. Go ahead. Karen. That was that was an interesting little story. And uh, it's no different than the scribes and Pharisees. They thought that, and I, actually the Jewish people, they thought that the Messiah was going to come a certain way and do a certain thing. And even in the face of scripture, they thought that, you know, he was going to come and deliver them from the Roman authorities and set up an earthly kingdom. <clears throat> Has anybody ever, uh, I don't know if y'all had, but in the yeah. Sunday church, we just have homecoming. And that was where basically you go and uh, get the people who had fell out of church and bring them back. <laughs> you know, you entice them back with a big dinner and stuff. And uh, there's going to be a lot of people when the latter rain falls that left the Adventist church who will come back and it'll be like homecoming. But the majority of people are going to come from Sunday churches, even the Catholic church. So again, don't expect things in a certain way. And those people who may have left church, don't give up on them. I know a lot of people who came to church faithfully. And then next thing you know, you don't see them. They got dis, uh, <clears throat> disenfranchised with the church. They got disappointed with some church members and they left the church. But when God calls and, and uh, reaches their heart and convicts them again, they'll come back as well as those who have never heard the truth of God's word before, but have accepted it. So that's why it's going to be thousands upon thousands uh, giving their lives to Christ in a day. Because that's how much power God's Holy Spirit has. So is that in regards to the statement she makes her, um, I think it's around, yeah, around two, paragraph 210.3, and then she jumps down to 211.1, but she says, some will listen to these warnings, but by the vast majority, they will be disregarded. But then mm -hmm. she jumps down and she says, souls that were scattered all through the religious bodies, and I'm assuming that's not just that, that's Christian dome, answered to the call, and the precious were harried out of the doomed churches as Lot was harried out of Sodom before her destruction. Yeah. There's a lot of amazing things going to happen. Again, keep our eyes and hearts open. Watch and pray, the Bible says. Keep our eyes open for what God's going to do to save his children. One thing is true. Every truly honest soul, every truly and honest person searching for Christ will come to the light of the truth when that loud cry goes out. Let me ask y'all a quick question. How many of you have read The Great Controversy all the way through? I've never read it all the way through. <clears throat> yeah, if you read it all the I way have. through, it's an, yeah, it's an amazing book. It's unbelievable. And on the last page, 214, it says, uh, the last page, 214, it says, the results of the circulation of the book, The Great Controversy, are not to be judged by what now appears. So a lot of people have read it, but you don't want to judge the book and how God is using it by the number of people who have come into the church because of it now. It's kind of like when you go out and do Bible study and evangelism, you don't get a lot of people immediately. 
but you have sown a seed so that later on they can come. And then she says, by reading that book, some souls will be aroused and have courage to unite themselves at once with those who keep the commandments of God. But a much larger number who read it will not take their place until they see the very events taking place that are foretold in it. And that reminded me of when Noah was preaching and the people didn't believe him. They laughed at him. They joked about it. The leaders told him to ignore Noah and don't pay him any attention until the rain started falling. <laughs> then once they saw the raindrops hitting the boat and the ground, they was like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, he said something like this was going to happen. And that's when they tried to come in. So it was too late for them. But in the last days, God's spirit is going to be poured out. And people who have read the great controversy or any of the other prophetic books will start putting two and two together and see that God's word is true and they need to get ready for him to come. We want to do our part to stand where God asked us to stand and do what he asked us to do. Uh, as we talked about earlier, study and pray, watch and pray, be prepared. We don't know how God's going to use us at any time. We just have to always be prepared to share a word in due season with any of those who our, uh, God puts in our pathway. So uh, next week is Sister Karen's gonna be uh, leading out Testimony Volume One. Are we up to 66 now, Karen? Um, let me see real quick. <sighs> Give me a second. Mm -hmm. As Karen is looking for that, um, there was this, this, this part in it where she was saying that the third angel message will not be comprehended. Um, she said that the light which, which, which lightened the earth with its glory will be called false light mm -hmm. by those who refuse to walk in its advanced glory. And um, it, it, it's, it's, it's weird how, like, you know, people, even people who have heard the third angel message and the person who even once preach it, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll even go against it, seeing that it's false, you know, oh, yeah. and, and not only them, but people who, who, you know, really don't understand it, are, she said they didn't comprehend it, so they just see it as a false light. Yeah, and I know we've all ran into a given Bible study, you tell people the truth, right. and then they come back and say, well, my pastor said that's not right. <laughs> And there'll be a lot of people mm -hmm. doing that, that the pastors <laughs> leading them astray and telling them to ignore it, telling them not to believe it. You know, it's sad. But again, those who truly are seeking Christ will find him. Aaron, yes, um, we're actually 67 um, since we okay. didn't do it last week. So we're on chapter 67 for next week. All right. Chapter 67 for us then. Mm-hmm. And Praise then Andre, the um, Andre wants those in the class to kind of stay online for a minute after we go off. Okay. Well, we're done with the mm -hmm. class. So anybody have any good testimonies they'd like to share? Oh yeah, I want to share something. So um so I've been I've been laid off from my job since early April, late March, early April. Um you know, I've been getting some unemployment. Um but I've been searching, I've been looking recently, I've been start, I started looking and um, so I went on my wife insurance and she got laid off from her job as well a few a few weeks back. 
And so her insurance um, is coming to a close at the end of this month. And so I was very concerned about, you know, insurance for, for the family, especially for our little baby. Mm. And um, I was like, you know, to be honest, I wasn't feeling stressed about it. You know, I was just a bit, I was calm about it and I prayed about it. And I was like, Lord, I need a job. And two, I was, I was thinking that I needed a day job too. You know, I didn't want to work at night. And so I applied for this job and um, they called me and I went to an interview Thursday and it went pretty good. So they're supposed to call me back. But the good thing is that my, my job actually called me back and says that, hey, Omir, we need, we, we need you to come back. And um, we have, we, they, they paid me for everything already. And so they're saying that, hey, we, we're gonna give you back all your vacation time. We're gonna give you health insurance immediately. We got, it's like you never leave. You're supposed to celebrate two yeah. years here with us in August. So when August comes, we're going to celebrate with you. And so Hallelujah. I, was just, I was just praising God, man. I was like, God, thank you. Hallelujah. Because it, it is just your perfect timing. Yeah, It's Amen. not too late. It's mm-hmm. not too soon. It was a, it's just a perfect timing. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. You know? <laughs> and Amen. so it's just a blessing. Praise mm-hmm. for God. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? <coughs> okay, we're going to end live right now. Oh, I thought he already oh, did. No, um, let's see. Have somebody pray us out, and then he's going to end it. Okay, Percy, would you give us prayer? Sure. Father God, Lord, what an awesome time to have come before your presence. Lord, giving us an opportunity to study your precious word and to draw yet nearer to thee. We ask, Father, that things that we have been revealed to us on this precious Sabbath, Lord, that we will hold dear and firm, and that, Lord, we will find ourselves prostrate, praying and asking for your continual guidance. Lord, root us, ground us, Lord, so that we will be on solid foundation as the time comes forth, Lord, and as the latter rain falls and as we go into these last day events. We won't be the ones that will fall out, but we will be ones who will be pressing forward to give this word to those who will come in. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.